Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the manga podcast where every week we read every chapter of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. Today we read One Piece Volume 9, aka the best volume of One Piece. The part where he, uh, he yells that she, he, uh, he made her his navigator cry is technically in the next chapter. But... Yes. That's why That's why I had the... Eh, it's It's like, if they had been shifted just slightly... But that does end with Luffy punching Harlong's door off after they all yes. like form up. No, yeah, it's a very good it's a very good last chapter. It does have the scene of him putting the hat on her. But it doesn't have you made my navigator cry or him f- actually fighting Arlong at all. So. No. Well, that's like four volumes worth of yeah. fight is him fighting Arlong. And Arlong taking his teeth out to throw out Luffy mm-hmm. and all the stuff that happens there. Before that, though, we have Shonen Jump to talk about, starting with One Piece. Mm-hmm. Chapter 1086, The Five Elders. What did you think of One Piece this week, Kevin? A lot of, again, you know, really cool, interesting world-building backstory stuff going on here about the Elders and what's going on with uh, the Celestial Dragons and all, how, how that is going down. A little bit more about how Vivian Wapole ended up on Morgan's thing and morgan just being like hell yeah i'll take you out this is gonna be the best news ever <laughs> yeah i do love more morgan's is like i said i have a lot of favorite random one piece side characters but morgan's is one of them mm-hmm. big news there's a princess and a king eloping with me mm-hmm. yeah that's all super good i i like the emu stuff a little bit i don't think it's as strong as the last couple of chapters have been but i no. still really enjoyed it yeah yeah Anything else you want to say about it? Also, Don Quixote's uncle is dead? That's Don Quixote's uncle, right? I believe so. I was looking at the One Piece wiki, and it did not have his relationship to Don Quixote to Flamingo. And I'm like, you're killing me, One Piece wiki. I'm pretty sure that's his uncle, though. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Jujutsu Kaisen, Chapter 225, and Human Miyakio Shinjuku Showdown, Part 3. This chapter seemed really influenced by shonen anime to me. And you might be thinking, Jeremy, it's shonen manga. Of course it was. But I mean like that fillery shonen style of manga that Toei really perfected. Because I feel like this is all reaction shots. I feel like this is all like like full pages of a character character face. Nani? Character face. Nani? Character face. Nani? <laughs> yes. It, there was a lot of words. Descri- like, without all of that, this chapter would have been three pages. <laughs> Yeah, and there's a lot of explanation of power and stuff, which Jujutsu Kaisen often does well, but like this is just like, okay, I think I know what's going on, but it's not super interesting. No. It's not like Hunter Hunter powers going on here. And it, like, again, with the proper amount of explanation, the chapter would have been five pages, is also the problem I felt of, like, it, they just, like, threw in all the rampant speculation as well that, like, you know... Yeah, you're all throwing, that shown in manga filler. Yeah, I was oh, like, you're throwing out, uh, you're throwing out techno babble, but not just techno babble. You're throwing out like speculative techno babble, like which story wise often works is often that just means the speculation is correct, right? Yeah, but it, like a bunch of it wasn't is more what I'm talking about. Like they had like several pages of arguments of something that was completely invalid, and I'm like, this just had a feeling of ah shit, I need more pages. <laughs> Speaking of wild speculation, since we I previously mentioned the theory that maybe Yuji is in someone else's body, that does not seem to be the case. Mm-hmm. So I will go ahead and say that theory seems pretty busted. Mm-hmm. Anything else you wanted to say about Jujutsu Kaisen, Kevin? No. 
Next up, we have Sakamoto Days, Days 122, Bad Feeling. What did you think of Sakamoto Days this week, Kevin? This is a, you know, we're getting a decent transition into whatever the hell we're doing next. <laughs> Fighting in Thailand. The final arc, question mark? Yeah, that, that's that's more what I'm like. I, I have an idea of what's going on, but it's like, is this the, okay, moving on. Uh, girls, you're not allowed to be in Shonen Manga in the final arc. You have to stay here yes, and you, not do anything. You need to be. You need to stay home and be homemakers. Why um, we go rescue the other girl who got captured. Yes. And we got to get on a plane. I just love, wait, shit, how are we going to get on the plane? And eventually Sakamoto being like, yeah, we just use the assassin check-in. You know. I told them we had a sniper rifle and a weird magic gauntlet that I feel like you should have been able to smuggle in. But whatever. I mean, it's clearly technological, though. Like, uh, it's just a, it's a back massager, Kevin. <laughs> what the hell is this? It's a power glove. Yeah, it's for I playing love the video. power glove. It's, it's for... so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's for playing video games. Okay, I'm not saying you could get it on the plane, but you could get it checked in. I'm sure. Yeah, I really like the twist at the end too. I don't super love the rifle guy being like, "Oh, but without my rifle, I'm useless." But I do love that he runs into. The, this guy who is their enemy, unbeknownst to both of them, and like, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll help you find your bag." Sounds yeah. rough. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, at first, him being like, "Are you trying to steal my bag?" Like, "No, this. I swear, this is my bag. No, mine has my name tag on it." Ah, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And then the live chef. Wow, you used to be good Japanese. I am also a main character of this manga. <laughs> well, a side character of this manga. <laughs> I am Japanese. Really. <laughs> I mean, I would look at somebody who's like, you know, six foot four and, you know, built like the Hulk. I was going to oh, what's the Hihachi? I was going to he's built like a Hihachi and Hihachi's Japanese, right? Yeah. It's just, you know, that very specific sort of Japanese. Yeah, it just, like, I could completely understand if somebody going, you are? <laughs> Anything else you want to say about Sakamoto days? Nope. Next up, we have Undead Unlock number 162, Master B, Respect Me. I had just realized I had a dream where Undead Unluck ended right after this chapter. Okay. And like, this was the last chapter. And I was like, we had a weird, weren't they going to do a <laughs> tournament art, Kevin? Yes. I and, do think, I do think it was kind of funny that it was. Uh, although I love this one. How they're like, ah, we're, we'll just abandon the tournament arc. I want to fight right now. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I'm doing this shit is to find somebody like you to fight. You're already here. Why the hell would we continue with the tournament arc? Let's just cut straight to the final. Yeah, but then he's like, oh, wait, you brought a bunch of people that I could fight. Okay, let's actually have a tournament arc after all. It was more, she was like, she used that to convince him that yeah. uh, I'll be able to make Shen able to beat you at the end of this tournament arc. And I'm being like, seriously? It gave me weird feelings about the chapter because I was like, during it, I was like, oh, I guess we're moving past this. I guess I like the quick pace of it, but I was kind of looking forward to a tournament arc. So then they're like, when he's like, okay, actually a real tournament arc. It, it felt Kind of like this chapter was pointless, but also kind of like I got the best of both worlds. Yes. And we reintroduced Chen, so it's not like the chapter is actually pointless. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Anything else you want to say about Undead Unluck? Nope. Next up, we have Blue Box number 104, January 4th, midday. Mm-hmm. Not much happens, much like Jujutsu Kaisen, not much happens in this chapter, but they don't have mindless speculation through all of it. So. Yes. Instead, all that really happens is Taiki finally confesses to Chio. And she says she likes him back, and they start dating. Yeah, and he's like, I guess we're dating? How does this work? I've never done this before. And she's like, I don't know. And so they, she gives, or the uncle, grand, grandfather, grandfather, gives her a, or gives Taiki a ride to the train station, 
and they're holding hands in the back seat. Yep. And t- and her grandpa's like, you got some explaining to do, young lady, after I dropped this boy at train station. Yes. It was really good. I really liked it. This is the proper use of it did not feel like, even <laughs> though it was 20 pages and like. Yeah, this is not like a My Hero Academia <laughs> chapter sometimes when I'm like, what did I just read? Yeah. It's already over, So, but I really don't know. Yeah, this was this was like it was all good, just not much happened. I mean, it's, technically, but the beat is appropriate. Yes, it feels very open and like this is what it should be. Yes, absolutely. A- anything else you want to say on it? Nope. Next up, we have Mission Yozakura Family, Mission One Hundred Eighty One, Aunt Shion versus Uncle Kengo. What did you think of this chapter? I really, I thought it was really cute. Did you think it was cute? Yes, it was uh, super kawaii. I just really love that you know they're starting to like get you know into their own heads like i'm gonna be the best uncle or whatever and then they see the two of them and both of them like just instantly melt because they're both kind of socially awkward in different ways kengo is like his whole thing is he's bombastic to hide the fact versus Xion just hides away in her room Mm -hmm. but both of them are like super socially awkward so it was very funny to see them both you know like they're at each other's throats and they're both like oh my god they're so cute in real life Uh, all of the pictures and shit didn't do them justice and they're like, oh, no, to get our stamps, you must play tag with us. And by tag, I mean hide and seek, because no one knows how tag works in fiction. Yeah, it's very it's very weird. Any game where you touch somebody is tag, right, Kevin? That's what the kids call it these days. Well, I, I guess it, it sort of depends on whether or not you have to make physical contact, because depending, you did not have to do that with hide and seek. Yes, that's true. Usually it was, you could just say, I found you if you found where their hiding spot was, versus tag, you do have to physically touch them. Correct. I don't know. Anyway, the chapter's fine. Yep. That'll take us to Akanabanshi Story 65, most of all, which I, in any week where we didn't have that great blue box chapter, would have been like number one with a bullet, in my opinion. Okay. I really liked it, but I didn't. Like the panel of her, like, be like, oh, no, I did it because of you. I was lying about my reasons. I just want to beat you. Ah. And like the way she's touching Akane's face. Gotcha. That real, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm here for in the in Shonen manga. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of the chapter? I really liked it. You know, we get the, the guy getting confirmation that his score was good. And like you said, then uh, we have voice actress lady confronting Akane in the back and, you know, being like, it might have just been another day for you, but I have not been able to get it out of my head. Yeah, it's all I've been thinking about since we last met, and now I will destroy you mm-hmm. by telling those people a story. Yes. Last but not least, we have a list of Samurai Chapter 113, Intermission 1336, Part 3, in which some guys get beat. Yep. What <laughs> guy is like, oh, I'll 1v1 you, and then he loses. Yeah, well, he hasn't lost yet, but... well. He's going to. Yes. I do really like that panel of him grasping the, like, bone spear and, like, rising from the ground after being attacked. Like, looked really cool. But other than that, not a whole lot going on. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about it? No. That takes us to Jump Card, then.
Jump Guard is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump from our least favorite up to our favorite. We have 19 this week, so what did you rank at number 19, Kevin? Cypher Academy. One of the reasons for it is strictly because of how I am reading this. It is the bit where the guy comes out from under the table and all of his speech bubbles are upside down, which I actually appreciated like the art of it, but I don't have the ability to flip the image very easily. Yeah, well, it's definitely written for the page, right? Although yes. I, I honestly liked it more because I really liked the next comment of like the guy being like, oh man, I'm so happy this person does, doesn't talk in upside down speech bubbles the entire series. I got Nui's Exorcist at 18. Kevin, I don't like this, actually, it turns out. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. I figured out what it is, which is just, it's a titty manga, and it took me too long to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And it's so generic for, like, even by those standards. Yeah. I don't like it. That's totally fair. What do you have at number 18? That's where I have me and Robico. Same. I, I, I don't uh, even remember what. Oh, there was, there was a safari. Oh, yeah, it was all about the, the cat. Yeah. Whatever. What do you have at 17? 17 is where I put Kill Blue. I'm just like, it's just layering cliches out of nowhere. Like, oh, because you have the pen, that means we can battle. And if I win, I get to be her boyfriend. No. Also, like, what the fuck is the dad doing? Like, this, this, it seems like he's in on the fucking gag that they're in a, they're in a shonen manga. And he's like, oh, clearly whoever is dating my daughter you see your late mom be... really really liked shonen manga <laughs> so I well, not, promised her yeah that. <laughs> well not just that like i know assassins are going to be coming after me so uh i'm just going to make it easy and set up these rules so that they could just fight each other what yeah i, I will agree i did not think it was very good but i have black clover here also fair. just because it really sunk into me what i dislike about black clover which is it has show don't tell problems Mm-hmm. Right. So th- this very similar to what I was talking about, Jujutsu Kaisen, of them all being like, Nani, Nani, Nani. This is very similar. Oh, we're getting beat up. We're in such a bad shape. Oh, man, this is so bad. I hope a main character comes. Mm-hmm. It would be really bad if a main character didn't show up right now to save all of us yeah. because of this nope. bad thing that's happened. Listen, I feel the same way about Black Clover. It just ended up higher, which that's- is not to not to its accomplishments. Uh, what do you have at 16? 16 is where I put noise. It's just, it's bad. Uh, 16 is where I have Kill Blue. Okay. For a lot of the same reasons as mm-hmm. you. But it had a joke I liked, so it goes above a okay. bunch of stuff that didn't have that, at least. Fair. Uh, what do you have at number 15? That's where I have Fabricant 100. I just, I'm like, you know, I again, with last week's thing being like, no, this was our one chance to defeat number one. How did you think that shit was going to go down? She told you two chapters ago that, like, I refuse to do that. I need him to make me better. See, that bothered me more last chapter than this chapter, so it goes a little higher. The leader of their group looked completely different to you. Now, not, yes. not completely, no, but, but, like... Redesigned, yes. Yeah. It seemed super out of nowhere and weird. And, you know, just, like, me not giving a crap, really, anymore. And it wasn't, like... You know, it was just writing the coattails of that, you know, like, this was important last week. No, it wasn't. It was not a revelation. Hot take, water is wet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, someone called it a wet take. <laughs> hot take, fire is hot. Yes. I have Cypher Academy here. Okay. I do appreciate the, like, game they played and how they win. I feel like there's real arguments that they cheated, but I guess that's kind of resolved within the story. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I like the bit where he's like, oh, man, thank God that guy doesn't always talk upside down. Fair. I have Black Clover at 14. This is all just a, uh, hey, guys, ass is coming. And, of course, it falls back on the trope of, 
sure you beat one of me, but what if there's a hundred thousand of me? It's like, well, statistically speaking, usually if that's the case, they become much easier to beat, or there's like some sort of real you or crystal I can break. Yeah, depending. I'm just thinking of, uh, what is it, uh, Cooler's Revenge yeah. has the same thing. Oh, it's super common. Yeah, it's super common. There's a bunch of things where it's like, you know, oh yeah, we can just clone you at maximum strength. I It's such a silly power-up from a narrative standpoint most of the time because then they have to somehow beat it. I kind of like it for something like Black Clover, which has such a big cast, like if they all have to fight one, but that's not the solution they're going for here. No. And like I said, then we just cut to so many random people that maybe I'm supposed to know who they are going like, oh no, we're so screwed. Yeah. This is so bad. Well, and it's also to have one of the main characters, you know, just barely managed to, like one of the strongest people just barely managed to defeat this guy. Yeah. To then have... Oh, well, I'll just clone 100,000 of me. Like, it would be one thing if it was like, but what if there were actually eight of me? That's you know, true. that that makes slightly more sense if the number isn't just, oh, I can just clone myself infinitely. All right, cool. So now we're going to have to come up with some nonsense to how we <laughs> stop that rather than it being like a, a good narrative progression. Like um, a different thing that's kind of similar that I like is uh, there's a bit in Naruto with Neji's team where they fight these weird clone things that cloned the power when they, like, activated the trap. And Guy is like, well, we just have to be stronger than we were five minutes ago, if that makes sense. And I was like, that's actually kind of a neat idea, as opposed to, well, all right, cool, what if I could just clone clone this dude indefinitely? Yeah, pretty lame. Where are we, number 13? uh, 14. 14? I fabricate 100 at 14. Okay. Yeah, wasn't good. New, New boss, same as the old boss. Or, oh, I have to kill my Katana sister. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number 13? 13 is where I have Witch Watch. They're going to, or Nico's going to confess, and that's kind of all that's really going on. Uh, 13's where I have Elusive Samurai. Okay. Like, nothing really happened. I think it's fine, but this intermission, the longer it goes, the more I just want to skip to That's fair. where wherever we're headed. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number 12? 12 is where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. So, like... With the actual stuff that happens in the chapter, it's actually kind of cool when they're when they like finally get to the thing happening. But uh, the seventy five percent of it that is just you know Nani is uh, kind of pointless. Um, I have do retry here. Okay, I liked a lot of it, but we're getting back into weird tone stuff. Where like my arm is massive because I had to dig ourselves out of a grave when we, <laughs> when Japan was bombed by the U.S. <laughs> uh, I kind of like the weird tone, so it would have been higher for me. Also, like when he dislocates his shoulder to punch him, I like that idea, but it looks like he's Monkey D. Luffy in that panel. Not like his reach just got a little bigger. Yeah. I mean, that's fair, but, like, I kind of like the idea that he was literally dancing just outside of the range, so, like, that extra half inch allowed it to connect. Yeah, I like that idea a lot, too, but, like, the way it's drawn, it looks like he's on the other side of the ring, and he gets gum-gum rocketed. (laughs) What do you have at 11? 11 is where I have Ichinose family. You know, some more interesting stuff going on, but I'm still, like... I'm not exactly sure where the mystery's going. Yeah, I don't think Ichinose family has a plan. It just has us for the ride, yeah, for we- good or ill. But that makes individual chapters rank pretty highly for me. It's just like the longer the series goes, the more. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's fine, but it's not substantive. I'm not going to recommend it probably when yeah. it's done. Yeah, it's very it's a very weird experience. Um, I have Mashal here. Okay. It feels like we're just like in overtime and this is already over to me 
I don't know. I kind of liked it, so it went it went higher for me. What do you got at number 10? Uh, 10 is where I have Undead and Unluck. Turn marks over. Hey, wait. Nope. Turn marks <laughs> back on again, only slightly differently. Well, we're going to boost all What? Wait. No. No. We're going to have a tournament arc after all, just with a final boss. <laughs> yes. I got Mission Yozakura family here. Okay. I think it's cute, but not much else, unfortunately. Okay. What do you got at nine? Nine is where I have Sakamoto days. You know, I just, the the transition is, we're moving on to the finals. Uh, women stay over there kind of sucks. And I did kind of like the, the scene at the end, but at the same time, I was just kind of like, all right. Nine's where I put Witch Watch. Okay. I, I kind of like how, how big a deal they're making of this. It makes a very interesting contrast to Blue Box mm-hmm. unintentionally in the chapter, but also it feels appropriate for this series and for like a teenage confession. Yeah. And I like all the characters being like, and I'll be there too, because this is clearly a climax. <laughs> because there's probably suddenly going to be a Shonen manga battle and we'll need to be there for that. Yep. What do you have at number eight? Eight is where I put the elusive samurai. Like I said, I really liked the picture of that uh, kick-ass bone spear and him like rising up out of the rising from his grave. Not really, but him doing the. I'm starting like, to play altered beast. <laughs> him starting to do the super weird raise uh, raise up from the ground thing and being like, uh, actually, I am a spearman, kind of thing. That's where I have Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. I did like, mostly because I really like the ending of it. That yeah, it's cool. Panel. Uh, but like we said, Nani, Nani, Nani. Mm-hmm. I believe that the way keyword in this universe works is like this. But what if this? But what if this? Oh, none of that mattered at all. <laughs> all right, cool. Thanks for that. Uh, what do you have at number seven? Seven is where I put Mission Yozakura. Uh, I thought it was very cute, and I really like Kengo and Jihan gushing and then the two kids being like the bathroom isn't this way oh we were off to get uh uh, uh presents yeah presents oh okay and then them like just being like super cute and innocent about it yeah um i got sakimoto days at seven okay i agree with you but i kind of like the like meet cute that the two enemies that don't know their enemies have at the end mm-hmm. so that's a fun little wrinkle that's fair what do you have at number six six is where i put matt or sorry six is where i put uh do retry uh i do like the Again, the the weird tone is interesting to me, and I do like the, uh, oh, he dislocated his arm to get that extra little half inch on his punch. That's kind of neat. Yeah. I have Ichinose family at six. Okay. Like I said when you put it there, like it's just I don't think it has long-term plans, mm-hmm. but I do really like the idea of the mom putting sleeping pills in their food, and that's why it's been so weird the last couple of chapters. Yeah. Like, that's a cool reveal, and like is weirdly consistent with her character. In a strange, screwed up way. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number five? Five is where I have Mashal. I just kind of like the idea of, well, I have the ability to rewind time. And he just keeps doing it. And Mashal just keeps beating the shit out of him. And him just being like, I- I'll just save scum. Oh, shit. I didn't save early enough. So. Yeah, I guess I like the idea a lot. There was a recent Fantastic Four issue that talked about how in the first appearance of Doctor Doom, he has a time machine. So okay. Dr. Zoom's like, why would I go back in time? I I clearly have already gone back in time and made sure this is the best way that things can go to me and how it would eventually. So why would I bother to go mess up past me going back in time to make this good? And that's why he already loses this. He's like, well, this must be been the best case scenario that is, for me. That is so. very funny. I, I, I would love both of those to be true where that is the best case scenario or he just like outthought himself yeah and he was like well clearly i already did this but every version of himself said the same thing yeah. so none of them actually went back in time yes marvel comics are good sometimes yes but uh, i did like a lot of the stuff with mashal so 
I have Undead on Bucket 5. Okay. I, the tournament arc's back on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you got at 4? Four? 4 is where I put Tenmaku Cinema. Same. It's really good. I really like... I really like the bit with him unintentionally flirting with the assistant director just by, like, being, I've never met one in the flesh. Like, they do all of this stuff, and, like, you seem so cool, and, like, that getting her, which is kind of neat, where it's like, I've never seen anyone fluster her so much, and, like, he wasn't even trying because he was just like, well, I was just speaking the truth, and I really like movies, so it's, like, really neat to meet somebody who works on movies. I also like his interaction with the director. And yes. now he's like, quit hitting on my daughter. I mean, she's not actually my daughter, yes. but you know. Quit hitting on the talent. I'm not. <laughs> she's hitting on me, if anything. And I don't really think that's true either, but. It sort of is, but not really. It's more she just, like, really wants to work on his piece. Yeah. So that's why she keeps bringing him along. But... <laughs> <laughs> what do you have in number three? Three is where I put a Kanabanashi. I did really like it, and yeah, it was just good. Uh, three is where I put One Piece. Okay. I super enjoyed it, but like I said, I didn't think it was as good as recent weeks, and I really liked Akata Banshee and that's Blue fair. Box, so what do you have in number two? That's where I have One Piece. Yeah, that's uh, where I have Akata Banshee, yep. so like I said, that panel in particular of like just the way she's touching Akane's face, like I want that panel on my wall. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It's so intense, but Blue Box is number one this week. Yep, he finally confessed. Yatta! And she was like, now. <laughs> They're like, oh man, this how is this more awkward than when we weren't dating? I also really like the fact that it's uh, I like you too, and then like they both kind of fall over, and she's just like, so I guess that means we're dating now. <laughs> like, <laughs> not, and part of me wanted to go like, well, not technically because you both just said you liked each other, not that you should date. Well, but... I, I think that is kind of how it works socially in Japan. I think that's it's just to- a culture difference. It could be, but I could also see it as a as not a culture difference. Just like they were both so concerned about saying "I like you," they didn't think of like, so we should date then, right? Yeah. Like, like I, what is the I consequences can... of this? I like I got my emotions out. But... Yeah. So I could see I could see it going either way. So I, I did like that. All right, that'll do it for. Jump card this week. We read One Piece Volume 9, and we'll be back to talk about that after the break. Yeah, like I said, I think this is the best volume of One Piece. Like, a- as a contained story, we start with Usopp getting to do really good Usopp stuff mm-hmm. with him, you know, getting over his boiling point and literally attacking Arlong to uh, taunt the entire Fishman army away from innocent people. Uh, and yep. we end with Luffy blowing the door off Arlong Park and be like, hey, which one to use Arlong? Yeah. <laughs> I do love the, the last battle as Arlong would be like, that would be me? <laughs> <laughs> Humans ever like come in and literally punched my door off the hinges before. Yep. No, I do. I did really like that. You know, we get some, we get the Belmare stuff, uh, the backstory into Nami and the rest of the village, the corrupt Navy general or not general, um, captain, captain. I think he's only a captain. Like, wow. She had almost had, she almost had the hundred million. Crazy. I get, and I get 30%. Yeah. It's like crazy. <laughs> All cops are bad, Kevin. <laughs> I feel like uh, surprise, like su- not surprisingly, because uh, the main character of One Piece is a pirate. But like ninety percent of the Marines are not 
that's not true. 90% of the Marines in charge are actually bad people. Yeah, it's just Smoker and Aokoji and sort of Garp's friend. I'm sure I'm sure there's a couple captains that are like fine but can't do jack shit, you know what I mean? But and I'm sure like a bunch of the enlisted men are also totally fine. But there's also a ton of assholes in like every category. And again, some of that is the fact that uh it's because Luffy's a main character, the Navy is one of his enemies, quote unquote. So like Somebody like Smoker is an uh, interesting foil for him, but also a lot of the time they're just like, yeah, we just got to fight these corrupt Navy officials. Well, also part of that is just the underpinning of One Piece, whether it's because the main characters of Pirates or not, is about conscious obje- objection. It's about yes. being like, hey, you actually have to stand up when things are not right, mm-hmm. even if it is going to have personal cost to you or if it's the way things have always been. The only way to get change is to say something about it and stand up and not be quiet. Mm-hmm. That's how every arc of One Piece goes. Yes. So yeah, there, there's a lot of really good stuff in here. We continue the trend of Luffy beating up giant monsters and making them his friends. And this one is not real. This one becomes his weapon. Yeah, his weapon slash subordinate slash like you know a lot a lot of this probably is the very beginnings of Conqueror's Hockey with him uh, being able to scare these giant monsters into submission. Some of it is he's just physically powerful. Like, I think he just beats up this fish. Like I say about One Piece all the time, it always impresses me when I go back to early One Piece. Like, when I go back to early Naruto, I'm like, oh, it hadn't figured out what Naruto is yet. Mm-hmm. And One Piece, it always, always like, oh, Shanks used Conqueror's Hockey in Chapter 1. Like, yep. it's all here in Chapter 1. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that Odai had literally had it all planned then. I just think he's really, really good at figuring out how to tie it all together so it feels like that i mean i think he had and like especially for conqueror's hockey i think he had an idea maybe not like all of the underpinnings of it but he definitely had a like he's gonna be able to stop it with just a look and then like built from there but like i said again this is this continues the trend of luffy meets a giant animal and is like either scares it into submission or makes it become his friend and he just does that all the time just either beats it up and then it follows him or it just is like he just loves hanging out with random animals in one piece yep also we get one of the best panel sequences in one piece which is when nami asks luffy for help yep and he puts the hat on her and it's like ah yeah finally yeah no i do i do really like that with the uh you know you don't know anything you idiot nope i don't I told you to run away. Yes. Yeah. Or I told you to leave. Yes. Yes, you did. And he's just standing there. And eventually she just looks up and goes, help me. And literally <laughs> he puts the hat on her head. And is like, fuck yeah, let's go. And just takes off after Arlog. It's just such a good moment. Yeah. Like, and the next time we see him, he has literally punched the doors down. Yes. And we see it from the inside. Yes. And like we mentioned earlier, I think the only thing that would make it better is if the if him saying who made my navigator cry was in this volume as well. Yeah. Well, I like that. That moment's incredible. But like the moment with the hat is the better moment. Yes, it is. And I I I really like the ending here of, like I said, the the punch down is so dramatic. And then we even like, because it's shown in manga and Arlang is descended from Frieza, get that one last bit of him just being utterly confident. He's like, huh? He's, He's not like upset. His door got beat down or anything. He's more like, What's up with this? <laughs> yep. Who do I have to kill now? Yeah. Really good stuff. Yeah. There's also, like I said, the three whole chapters of flashback, or I guess like you said, to Nami's past. Mm-hmm. 
uh, which is not the first time Odai has done this because we have the dog in um, the buggy arc, yep. Orange Island, that I always forget about. That this dog has a tragic backstory. Yes. Uh, but Odai is good at writing, it turns out. So Yeah. And, of course, we got the Zeph stuff before, but this really feels like it. And three chapters feels like a long time, but it really lands. Yeah, it does. Anything else you want to say about it? Like, it, nope. This is one of the best arcs in Shonen manga. It's, mm-hmm. it's like t- top three for One Piece, probably. It's and, very good, yeah. And as far as like condensed One Piece goes, it's probably like the best story per panel, quality probably. per panel of any thing in the series probably and i think some of that is just because of the fact that uh there isn't the giant crew that he needs to include with yeah. everything we, we haven't got to it yet so i wasn't going to talk about it but i do feel like alabasta is probably better in terms of all the crew getting something good to do yes because unfortunately like nami carries a lot of the early arc all the stuff we've passed but she doesn't get anything big in the climax mm-hmm. but i love the usopp fight and the sanji fight and the zoro fight we get yes here um, and of course, Luffy versus Arlong is really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I mean, even, you know, later arcs, everybody, not everybody, but almost everybody gets to do something all the time. But that just, unfortunately, you know, if everybody's getting screen time and, you know, we just keep adding people to the crew, it just takes more and more screen time to get through the story. Until we get to friggin' uh, Onigashima and it's like, oh, I have like 36 characters and then some yep. villains and then also like these side allies who got to do a thing real quick. Like, yeah. what if Marco showed up? That would be pretty good, right? <laughs> I mean, listen, I love every minute of it. Not every minute of it, but like, I love it so much and I don't mind that it takes forever. But you're right. This is because it's so condensed. It just feels a lot more impactful because they're, you know, you're just getting it more together as opposed to having like it's he's really good at it a lot of the time just juggling everybody doing something all at the same time yeah and i also think this is a obvious peak for one piece not in terms of it never gets better but it definitely goes downhill for like i think don krieg is so much better than what came before Mm -hmm. and then arlong is so much better than that yeah but rogue town is a bunch of setup for later stuff wispy peak is pretty meh Mm-hmm. And then Little Garden's pretty good, but it's not as good as this. Yeah. And same with uh, Drum Island. It's not till you get to actual Alabasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we match this again. And then the quality gets pretty consistent after that. But yes, this stands out as a big peak. And lots of even the later big arcs aren't as good of it. Aren't as good as it even accounting for the difference in su- size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about it? Nope. Anyone you want to add to personality power level? Not specifically this volume. Unless you had somebody you wanted to add. Yeah, if you don't want to do Arlong yet, I'm pretty sure he's got two, maybe three volumes. Yeah, I was just down. I was just thinking next volume, like we get a tiny, I mean, we've gotten a tiny bit of Arlong and obviously I know more, but I think next volume will be a lot better for adding Arlong. And even like, I think you're right. I think we do have two volumes of fighting them so we can even add Hachi or we can add Hachi later too but well I was gonna say is there anybody in the Arlong arc who's exclusive to it that you would want to add a Belmare or a Ganjo or a Hachi no well Hachi isn't exclusive to the Arlong arc well I guess you're right he does show up later doesn't he yeah it was like he shows up on Fishman Island I do we didn't even talk about I actually I like him better at Fishman Island than I do here 
We didn't even talk about the amazing bit where Zoro has just beaten all of the random mermen with his giant injury and is just sitting on their throne. Yes. And Hachi shows up and is like, hey, what's up? You like a guest? And he's like, yes, well, I am. Where so did what I, Arlong go? <laughs> what I like about that is it's not that Hachi shows up. It's that Hachi was like fishing or something and caught the fish. So he's outside of the compound and he's like... Uh, he's trying to ring the dinner bell for the giant moo cow fish thing, and Zoro re- like looks over the wall and is like, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> and that, like that's how the interaction works. And then when Hachi gets in the courtyard, he's like, "Oh my god, when did this happen?" Because he like he didn't go in the courtyard; yeah. he just didn't see. And then later, when it's like, "No, I just took that nice guest to see our." Oh no, that was Zoro. Yeah, and they're like, "You idiot!" He took me for a ride. Well, I took him for a ride. But- <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that I think we're good for right now because the only I would like to put Hachi on the list at some point, but he can go on, you know, in volume seven thousand like, whenever yeah, he shows yeah, up again. Whenever he shows up again, because I I really like him in Fishman Island arc, I, kind of because it's that it, he's obviously not the first dude to show up again, but because he shows up again in a completely different capacity, I I think he hits a lot harder then than he does now where he's just like now he's just kind of like the he's a bit of a bumbling idiot and he's got the cool sword thing and you know Zoro fights him alrighty speaking of cool sword things we are gonna read Bleach volume 3 next week mm-hmm. until then our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine our closing theme is A Psychic Fist Fight by Tom W. Emerit other music on the show is by other music by other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out my other podcasts, It's a Gundam and Last Time on Video Games, as well as past episodes of the show if you want to hear us gush about the first eight volumes of One Piece. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to plug, Kevin? Nope. Have a great week, everybody.